Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, first of all, just want to say, good to see uh, you boys. I feel like it's it's been a while between drinks. Now stay drinks as Blake is sat there with a glass of red wine in his hand. How are you, mate? It's great to have all three of us. I think it's been months between uh, Jim's wedding, honeymoon, and then I, I've had a little baby. Yeah, congratulations. Hence the wine. What's um, going up? Great to have us all here chatting footy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also with us, as Blake mentioned, Jim, how are you, mate? How was, uh, has the last few weeks been good? Yeah, good weeks. Good weeks. You and I caught up last week, Richard. Don't know if you remember that. Obviously, you've forgotten that. We had a good chat last week or the week before, whatever it was. It seems uh, like, but, it, seems like but it didn't since... resonate with you that much, Jim. Uh, if you can't remember <laughs> if it was last week or the week before, man. Come on, boys. But, but since then, look, yeah. Easy sailing. Well, <laughs> let's say Let's let's talk of footy. Let's get it to go from easy sailing. Was it an easy sailing round for New Zealand teams this week? Just say collectively rather than individual games at the moment. Was it a disappointment just collectively, or was it just uh were you were you pleased by the the round as a whole? There were closer games than we anticipated. Um, what do you reckon, Blake? Uh if we're doing an Australian v New Zealand thing, um, had you caught me a week ago, I was in the pits of depression. Um, it was quintessential. You know, we show up for a couple of weeks when they put some weak sides together. We lie to ourselves, but at the end of the day, we're fucking losing every game in the finals and the Crusaders will win the comp, play on. Um, and I was depressed. I was morbid. I was, there's been no progression. There's been no linear path, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, you know, we're transient fans, right? It's the most recent performance. And uh, the most recent performance I remember is the Brumbies beating a Kiwi side. They were a great team. Uh, and the uh, Reds, showing up with with one of the heroic performances so with that as my recent with that as my recent memory um i'm 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 pleased i'm happy i'm a happy brumbies fan bring on the semi-finals um but i'm not deluded i can still remember how i felt after round 15. Jim, what would you say just an overview of the game were you surprised by the games or happy sad frustrated all those, exa- all those emotions have been exhausted over the years. I was pretty pumped that the Brumbies was actually a nice spectacle. Like, I could keep the TV on without having to debate and argue. It was a lovely, lovely 80 minutes. The Tars, however, was a very difficult conversation. They were atrocious. Well, let's just jump in on the Tars there, because we were swinging off them at the beginning of the season, and, and surely if we're talking about now the season has finished, Success uh, or failure, surely we've got to say that their season has been a failure. Uh, yes, they made a finals, but based on the the metrics that we were using, surely they've gone backwards. And, you know, maybe that's just a, the result of increased expectation. But oh, I think players, um, the players think that they have available. Richard, I, I think they've, they've literally plateaued. I think it's exactly the same as the season before. Um, and when you consider... They did the season without what we thought was going to be Curtly Beal, what we thought was going to be Nadolo, what we thought was going to be Bell, what we thought was going to be Edmund and what we thought was going to be Harrison. If you actually just took a step back, plateauing and getting the same result, you might say, you know, it's a podcast I forgot. My hands were up. I was doing a face. Like, yeah. <laughs> Considering the, the five or six long-term injuries, Making the finals, getting the same result, you know, it is it is what it is. 
Um, but given what we expected and what we hoped, I, I actually do agree with your prognosis. It, it was a failure. Um, they, they got pumped in the last round. They never really looked strong throughout the season. They lost the week before against the worst team in the comp. They never looked consistent. Donaldson looked shit at 10. It was a bit of a mess. Not too many players stood out. You know, I would say Gleason and Sinclair, Marky Mark to some extent, um, Peach, you know, but but not too many players covered themselves in, in in glory, I thought, this season. I thought Parise took a step backwards. Fichetti didn't get to play enough games, probably took a step backwards. Um, I mean, Jorgensen and Gleason are probably the only positives for them. I think the issue, look, just a caveat to it, and I totally just taking my Tars hat off, says that, you know, you're right with the injuries and, and combinations of gold, you know, continuity, cohesion, et cetera. Uh, that has unfortunately not occurred. You know, you just look at the teams between this week and last week and the week before, we've got a new Ben Donaldson at 15 this week. You know, we had Marky Mark at 15 last week. We've had the new centre pair, uh, pairing going off. Uh, you know, obviously Goddard coming in instead of... Um, uh, Jay Gordon. So you're absolutely right. There are there are reasons for the plateauing or the the stagnation of their progression, um, but it's just to lose forty one twelve to not use a. It's, it's harsh to say this word potentially, but it's embarrassing. You know, you look at the statistics out there. You know, six hundred meters run versus three hundred meters run. Right. Uh, just for a for a finals game, um, the chasm between a, a supposed what is it three versus six? What was that? I think that was the the the, the uh, and the two final positions, I just don't think is good enough, really. But yeah. maybe maybe I'm looking at it too harshly. Yeah, look, I agree with you. But look, I've done a lot of time standing under the post as the other team run a train on us, and <laughs> their defence was just not up to it, mate. Mm. I mean, the big narrative, Hooper's last game, the week before the same thing. I know we didn't chat last week, but Hooper's last home game, the boys got done. boys yeah. got done bad. They carried <laughs> no confidence coming into this one. The Blues pounce, and they struck. Dylan you know Peach what? dropping it over. I mean, they had the front foot early, scoring in the third minute, hanging again, crossing the line, mm. but just could do nothing with it. And you talk about combo changes, and they do count for something. Absolutely. But, but mentally, when you change your combos, it, it sort of is indicative that it's not working. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, not absolutely. working. It is like, and I may I'm being really rude to, to DC right now, but it's like he's like, oh, not really sure how to fix this. Hmm. Let's try something else, you know, you rather than sticking. Yeah, exactly. And but the thing is, we should celebrate the Blues and look, they're a very strong outfit and stuff like that. But but as a whole, just really disappointed with that with that team. And you're right about last week in regards to uh, the poor performance. And I really did think that 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 showed something about the Tars culture because as much as they had nothing to gain in terms of position on the ladder, they had everything to gain in terms of performance, you know, spirit, et cetera, and a positive mindset moving forward. Um, and to use my football team as, an, as a side, it was a bit of a spursy game. You know, we got nothing to play for and just fell apart. And you're right, it did carry over into this week. So disappointing for the Tars, but... Um, let's jump to the Brumbies. Michael Hooper, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like um, an absolute legend of the game. Mm. Truly put so much in, but you, the, shit like this puts question marks, mate. Is he is he a guaranteed Wallaby Guernsey? Well, yeah, I think Wright's outplayed him all season. He is. I, I agree with that. I totally do. But I just feel at the same time, um, very much a case of you know incumbent in the role, leadership responsibilities. 
Uh, I just think uh, for Eddie Jones's first game, I just think he, I, I don't think he changes too much. Not saying that he merits the point to your point, Blake, but I think he, it's very hard not to pick him at seven. Really, it sounds like something Eddie would do, but not pick him based off form, like he's always been saying. Play yourself into the team. These are the first guys that get a crack. That style. Man, I don't Good article been up to from it. the um, the Rugby Raw today on it, though, just about how in the modern game, pilferers are back. Um, and if you look at France, who's their centre? He's basically a flanker. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You look at, um, but he's been doing South that for Africa, years. He's basically yeah. a flanker. That idea of having pilferers in the side. Um, I've been saying this. Pick, I've been saying this for a while. Without, without, with Hooper at seven, you're kind of picking a team without a pilferer. But he's not a genuine pilferer. That's what I mean. Yeah, but the thing is, I've been saying this right. It's not just a seven's responsibility to be be a jackler or a pilfer anymore. You got to have a seven, a two, a twelve. Everybody's got to get over the ball, don't you think? More than just yeah. an individualized. It's the seven's job. Like every breakdown, get your hands on it, slow it down. You know, let's be honest. The 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 breakdown has been a fast for a while. So many guys have their hands on the floor, and whether it's in New Zealand, England, France, who's all refereed slightly different, but everybody, it's collective responsibility. Um, but a team that does get over the ball well was was uh, and the contest was. I'd love to know your thoughts on the contest of the Br- the Brumbies, obviously uh, against the the Canes. The Canes were outstanding for about twenty minutes. But how did you boys find the game? Just relief at the end, or just joy that they did play play well? And hang on, what, what would you say, Blake? Well, it was a bit. Oh, Blake, sorry, mate. Host no, 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 you get in there, Jim. No, host is throwing to you. I, 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 one thing about me, you know, Richard and Blake, you know, I follow rules, man. You are a rule follower, Jim, I'll give you that. Look, you don't have to ask me twice for a captive audience. <laughs> um, We've already got a Patreon, Patreon channel set up for you, mate, don't worry. <laughs> Just for me. Um, yeah. no, look, awesome, mate, awesome. The Hurricanes are fucking legit. New Zealand rugby is legit. Adi Savir is top two players in the world, to beat the Hurricanes is is no small feat. Um, I'll take the win. Fucking awesome. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Great game of rugby. I enjoyed every minute of it, just like I did the uh, Reds-Chiefs game, both just barnstorming games of footy. Um, you know, with that said, am I deluded? Do I think the Brumbies are going any further? No, I don't. Um, but I, I thought the, the the balls to pick Deborah Sini at 10 was was immense. Um, and the correct decision. He's a better player than Noah. When they were beating the Blues at the start of the season, Deborah Sini was 10. Um, he, he's genuinely physical at the line. He can pass off one step. He's got a gigantic Reese Hodge style boot. I'm all about Deborah Sini at 10. Um, I love the decision to pick him in the final, was, was crazy. I absolutely love this decision. Valentini was huge. Uh, Nick White was a pain in the ass to the ref, but he was he was fantastic as well. They've done this without Al Alatoa. Awesome, awesome stuff. Now, with all of that said, I think Artie scored the try. Um, I think the Hurricanes won, but fuck it, I'll take it. Based off what footage, man. What's yeah, that? Exactly. No, there's no, there's Based no, off we... what footage. Did you yeah. do something everyone else didn't? Just hearsay. No, don't give me wrong. I know most of our listeners are Aussie fans, so I'll disagree with me. Um, and I love it. I, I actually think it's a. I don't mind the idea that if the ref doesn't see it grounded, he has to say on field no grounding. In which case, there's nothing to overturn it. Fucking, what are you gonna do? He just got it down, man. Yeah, if you could flick us that screenshot, I'll have a look at it. <laughs> he just, I just really got it down. Anyway, look, I'm happy he didn't. 
Maybe he didn't. I just reckon he didn't. Yeah, just look at it. I'm happy to happy to hear what you got to say about the matter. But um, <laughs> even if uh, even I if you don't have a guard underneath that ball, even if you don't have a video, even if you don't have a video, man, just just a screenshot, GIF, anything, anything. Have you seen, mate? Or if, it, if yeah, it's whatever happen. you've got, yeah, even send us real time live motion from a different angle or something. Whatever you're basing that on, if you could yeah, get maybe get down. A, Maybe you get your son outside to reenact it if you could, just the two of you in the back garden, maybe this afternoon. Yeah, look, I'm 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 very happy if there's no try. Reamer's a beast, mate. He's my new favorite player. Just reckon he scored it, that's all I'm saying. Does part of you, by the way, both of you love the fact that you can just say see ya to Dane Coles uh, after losing on a potential questionable try or no try just for the amount of shit. It's an outstanding rugby player, but the little grub that he is, was it quite oh, nice? I'm going to piss off Aussie fans again. I fucking love him. I love that he's a grub. I love that he's a character. I love Thanks. it. It's all part of it. It's all part he's worked in the favour of every team he's been a part of because he is a very good player. Oh, absolutely. I'd want him in your team every time. There's those players who you want on your team. Absolutely. And you want him to be a grub because he winds everybody up. Of course you'd want him on your team, but he's that pantomime villain. You love to hate him. That's yeah, honest. exactly. And I, and I don't know. I love that. So I'm going to miss him. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, but fuck off. I'm happy he lost. Mm. What do you reckon, Jim, for the overall game? For Brumbies as a whole, like, Obviously, they're probably they're going in as underdogs next week. But performance was it the you know the climax of their season that performance or you know is it just the uh, um, did they perform better or worse? What did you think? Um, look, definitely the climax. I don't think they're going to get up when they head over to Hamilton next week. But look, what was great about it is obviously Hurricane scored a very fucking easy try to get things going, and it would have been easy to capitulate at that point. But, um, mate, Debrosini had the half of all halves that first half. His kicking game, he's taken the line on. His vision and passing was outstanding and, and literally put Brummy, put the Brummies in front, oh. which I hadn't seen that from him. Masterstroke, like Blake said, in selection, detrimental and damaging to Lolasio's confidence. I don't know where it goes for here, from here for him. But, um, the, breakdown, the breakdown was really strong. Yeah. Where they were just able to retain ball, put pressure on when the time was right. Um, we were fairly non-committal at the start, which sort of worked against us. But mate, I was just really impressed with our with our breakdown work. Can I ask just the uh, big players stood up, right? Slippers stood up at scrum time. Valentini almost every Brumby break was off a Valentini first phase carry. Um, you could tell best on park, absolutely sensational. Um, it was great. Just the, the big-time players stood up for a big-time game. Um, awesome to see. Wright, what do you reckon? A lot of talk about Wright at 15 for the Wallabies, and I think at this point he, he is a no-brainer. There's no one else um, who's who's played well, really, in that position all season. But the, the Hurricane scored. There's, there's an article written about it's the second time now that a forward has has broken through and Wright, Wright's been done for pace at fullback. To make the last tackle, um, my worry, the pace I'm, thing, or it's an effort thing, or a heart thing, or a, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's not only that, but I think there's also concerns about him um, under the high ball potentially um, as well, um, and obviously decision making. Even when he catches it, uh, there's question marks over over him still a fullback. You know, I've I've spent spoken on here about saying that he probably should be in that position, uh, but if you're looking at a more secure option. Um, surely you're going to have Kellaway back at 15, no? 
um, as the secure option, but as a dynamic player, then right's your option. So it depends how uh, Eddie's going to go. But before, I know you're going to answer that, Jim, as well, but just to go back to Noah, do you think he ever wears a Wallaby jersey again? The fact that he's now not even being picked for his Super Rugby team. Jim, what do you reckon? I think he's going to head overseas. He'll do another year at the Rumbies. I don't know what his contract situation is. But um, I think he'll stay in the system for a bit. But, uh, mate, that's a, it's just a very, very important position with tons of guns putting their hand up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, on the Noah thing, I, I, I really hope, testament to the kid's character, that um, he does hang around and continues to fight. We know, we know he's got the talent um, to, to, to do it. But do I think he wears the Wallaby jersey again? I know you've been saying he's Wallaby 10 sort of all season, Richard. I, yeah, I, I have. Yes, mate. I no, he's definitely not. Uh, well, even if you look at Debrecen, he's away mate. from having that jersey again. He was down at the Rebels, got his ass handed to him for a few years. He could have easily thrown the towel in and made bank. Yeah, on went a couple to the Chiefs, mate. That's the right. Chiefs. That's right. Went over there, did, his, did his work, did his work, head in the ground, and, you know, arguably reaping the benefits. I don't know. It was just a sort of a one-time flash in the pan thing. Not sure. I want to go back to that Tom Wright thing, though. I find him quite ill-disciplined <clears throat> and a bit, you know, a bit rogue at times with what he decides. Some of the punch-ons and shit he gets involved with just seem ludicrous. You're not Dan Carls, man. You don't, you're not doing it right, whatever that is. But he's he's a question mark over the high ball. He's the type of player who's comes off as he's gotten as far as he's done off natural ability. Like, the dude knows how to take on space. You know, there's an arrogance to him that works in his favour more times than it doesn't. Um, but, mate, I, I think it's a weakness. I don't think international level he's ever had an outstanding game. He's definitely prone for a mistake or two. And if you want to bank on mistakes, we know those really important games is who's going to blink first. Mm. If, no, I, I think but he, yeah, he's, um... he can sub in at 10. That 15 yeah. roll, doubling down at 10. Getting those thunder thighs rocking around like he he adds value, but I, I find him fairly inexperienced to that position. That's yeah, where I think I he's um, he's rocks or diamonds, right? But I actually think he's the 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 perfect mold for a fifteen. He can play. He's played wing. He's got the sidestep. He's got the pace. He's got the size to run. You just said he didn't have the pace. Um, no, I, I think that's a hard thing. Those tackles. Um, he's well, got that's, that's to right. run crash balls. He can pass left to right. He can pass right to left. He can play ten. He can play on the wing. I think he's good under the high ball. I reckon you guys are, are, are way off there. I reckon he's quite good under the high ball. I just think you've hit the nail on the head, though, Jim. It's, he's he's at least one colossal fuck up a game, and that's what we've seen. But is that just experience? Like, yeah, is that yeah, a little know. better this season than it was last season? And when you're picking on natural ability. It's just time in the saddle, um, yeah. getting a little bit better, a little bit better because archetype, he's got all the skills to be the 15, but but I at, at this stage I, I probably I probably agree with your sentiment that at international rugby what wins is mistake-free footy, um, not necessarily doing something epic. But as a coach, um, you got to – But on potential, really do. it's definitely the 15. Is as the dude earned an opportunity. Yeah, exactly, and and a potential to be the best fifteen in the country, no doubt. And no has Kellaway been playing lights out, or is that no, just something that worked? Ancient. That's right. It's something that worked back in the day, and hasn't been fifteen. I, I think he's um he's an absolute no brainer, deserves the spot. But 
he's just got to get that one or two errors out of his game. And, and whether it's in offense or defense, there's fucking there's one or two errors every game. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Some some blokes are just prone to it. Mm. Do you know um, what though? It's it's a great problem to have, but you're absolutely right. He does have all the core skills, but it's just international rugby is not the the playground no, for for developing. No. Well, so that's why I go back to that point. It's Callaway is the safer option. He's played. It's, a, he's it's played. a fascinating conversation that fifteen though, and and who who Eddie goes with. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Or just total raw potential is Jorgensen. Mm. Um, he's injured. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. He's injured at the stage. So. Just, um, um, just, the, it'd be interesting to see who that first game when they play. Obviously, South Africa, who's uh, who, who, who obviously dons the Wallaby goal. It'd be interesting to see. But I just want to come back to the last thing about the Brumbies. You're both looking at it pessimistically, you know, next week uh, against the Chiefs up in Hamilton. You know, obviously, the Chiefs only beat the, the Reds by nine. Dogged performance showed lots of heart. They've obviously lost to the, um, the Reds already this season as well. Um, surely it's not as. You know, is it what is it, 55, 45? Is it 60, 40? Like, when we look at it objectively, what do you reckon the chances are of a Brumby win? Because it's not as, as 80 20 as what both of you are making it out to be in the Chiefs' favor at the moment. Yeah, look, I mean, the odds are what, 490 for the Brumbies. I reckon that's a bit harsh. I reckon the Brumbies, um, I mean, the, the Chiefs deserve to be favorites. Absolutely, yes. Um, They've dropped one game the whole season. They're a fantastic rugby team who've played really, really good footy. They deserve to be favourites going into it. But the Brumbies are fucking playing some good footy this year. They're a good team with good systems. Um, and I think the Reds showed the blueprint. Um, and what did the Reds kick 90 times or something on the weekend? Mm, um, and it was, yeah, it was quite interesting, though, because, it, because I, again, on the Raw, I'll throw them credit, there's that great article. And it went back to Eddie saying, you know, if you look at percentage of tries scored after the third phase, there just isn't any. If you're carrying the ball after three phases, it's almost pointless. Just kick it away. It's not a possession sport anymore. Um, and we literally saw the Reds do that on the weekend. They just kicked and they kicked. The Reds kicked really, really well. They kicked about 450-22s. Um, but it showed that maybe the Chiefs are weak at the back um, mm. and there is an option. And, you know, if you've got Nick White and Deborah Sini, and right, they can all kick the footy. That's great. Like, if the Reds are kicking 450-22s against the Chiefs, I mean, what do you reckon they're doing at Monday's practice? Sure, but I reckon they've shown a bit of weakness all year to it. And I reckon the Brumbies have probably got that better defensive line out with Frost and Neville. Um, I'm, what, what I'm saying is that I'm saying there's a chance, right? I'm not. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's not 50-50. That, that dumb and dumber quote. But exactly, but I'm saying there's a blueprint that the Reds have showed twice now against the Chiefs, which is kicking it, and I think the Brumbies have the players to do it, and I think the Brumbies have got the belief and the discipline to do it. Now, yeah, do they? Don't get me wrong; it's not fifty-fifty. But to answer your question, Richard, you're right. We're a bit, we're being a bit pessimistic here um, because the Chiefs are rightful favourites. But mate, I'll be riding my Brumbies. My um, issue is them their ability to shut a game out. Like yeah. you saw the turnover, mate. Two minutes on the clock, Brumbies have the ball. They couldn't hold it three phases, mate, without coughing it up. They didn't know what was going on. There was no leadership there. And you know, as we talked about earlier, he clearly scored that try. <laughs> it's it's going to happen again. It's their ability to shut that game out. You can kick, 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 kick. 
But fucking the last two five, it isn't a possession game. Hold possession, hold territory. It's actually a big um it's discipline as well, particularly against this this Chiefs team. Right, they just get pinned for fucking anything in the last five. Yeah, but, it, but even if you look to that game, the Chiefs um, played it slightly different. You know, yeah, they scored four tries, but they could kick five penalty goes because they realized they wanted the, the scoreboard ticking over. And I know for Aussie teams, you know, you've got to say to beat them, you've got to score more tries and what have you. But it's just being smart and trying to adjust to the referee because it's clear that the Chiefs, when they're in the zone, want to come away with points every time. So it's trying to be as disciplined as they can, right. um, as well as all of those things that you've just said. Preach, Richard. The fucking not taking the points is taking years off my life. Mm. I don't understand. We come to the World Cup, everyone takes a three. They're shooting in from 45 out from the sideline. They'll go anywhere just for a point to try and win the game. Yet in Super Rugby, this fucking arrogant kick for the corner shit, even the Tars, right? Now, they really, in hindsight, they, what, they leaked 40 points? What did it matter? They probably needed to score eight tries to be in the game. I don't know if that's true. I actually think if they built some scoreboard pressure, they don't concede 40 points. Mm. Um, you know, if they're within three, if they're within six, if they're ahead by three, if they're level at half time, if there is that pressure, I think it's a different game. I think that the fact that they go arrogantly go for this the fucking try repeatedly. Um, and I understand why the Brumbies back themselves because they think they've got the rolling mall. But just for the love of God, take the three. But it's, oh, I just want it's someone I, better than us to do the stats on it. There's no way it pays off. There's no way it pays off. I completely agree with you, obviously. Um, but it's that it's that narrative that I think keeps getting pushed. The fact that oh, we only get here down so many times, so we need to come away with huge points because you know if we take three, we might not come down for a while. Whereas obviously we've got to come down here three times to get nine, which is more than obviously the try. So it's that desperation um, to get big but, points. But, yeah, I than, reckon you're right, but I reckon you've got to get down there three times, kick for the corner. I reckon it's about one in three that you score the try. I'm completely in agreement. So I'm just trying to just convert it. Give me oh. the nine over the five every, every time. I just it's oh, I'm in agreement with you. I'm just trying to just justify their their reasoning. That's all. I think they should. That's why my point. I think they should take the three, particularly in yeah. the semi final, uh, particularly in the semi final away from home. The Brumbies set pieces sound. Um, just they got to play the percentages. They got to be disciplined, kick their goals, um, and I think they they are a much better team than the Reds. So they have they the have a chance. The only thing I'm going to say, the only thing I'm going to say for the three. Like, obviously, take the three. You know, Artie scored, take the three. These are guaranteed. Hmm. What we need to think about is whenever they fucking kick the three and then they've got to kick off the team to concede the three, always ends up on the front foot off the kickoff. They end up with better field territory. They end up... Then work, more, then work more on your exits. And that's been a thing for a right. while with Australia. Right, but then they all, they cross, and then all of a sudden that three means nothing to the team. There's always there's that risk and that look. This is just like I'm picking picking hairs out of a out of a comb here, um, a dense comb. Yes, yeah, I've not heard that analogy for a while, right? <laughs> it's strange, right? Yeah, but my point is, they kick the three. Within ninety seconds, they find themselves on the back foot in their half. All the confidence that was got with the three is lost because it does often often result in either A or three getting kicked in return or a five-pointer. Yeah, look, I'll agree. Kick-off receipts. Mm. I'll say for the whole competition, everyone struggles. I actually think at rugby right now, defence is easier than attack. 
Um, oh, 100%. Uh, that's it. always been the case. It's so much easier to coach defense than it is to coach Yeah, and that's why I throw to Eddie's comments about the three phases mm. and, and the kicking. Uh, and I actually think that is one thing. Yeah, receiving a kickoff is hard. It's, it is hard to get out of your 22 and work your way into their half of the field. You get harder. Yeah, you almost need a, a, a 50-50 penalty to go your way to get out. I'd love to know the stats, and I know that's my job, so both of you will just slate me for it. But uh, I'd, love, I'd love to know, actually, the percentage of um, restarts that Australia go long as opposed to go short to try and make it contestable. Because I reckon Australia go shorter more to try and put, you know, or at least midway to try and put, uh, to contest it, to put pressure on, hence there becomes a mistake, knock on, whatever it might be. Um, I feel like whenever I watch the game, Australia go long a lot, which gives out the Kiwi teams a bit more time to get out of their 22. Well, um, what shits me, Richard, is when the fucking Tars go short and don't chase. Yeah, I know. That's baloney. Yeah. Offline dropouts. Yeah, I know. Just. <laughs> how does that? How do you get to that level? But that's something's going on, man. The Tars, mate. I've said it year after year. There's a bad culture. It stinks. And you would know, mate. You would know. I go back to my earlier comments about the Tars. But when you when you step back and you look at the personnel that they had this season, um, and even the draw that they had, they travelled so much in the first half of the season. It's probably a slight disappointment. It's a C minus. It's not a D. It's just a shame because I think we were all hoping for a B plus A season. Mm. Um, it was a bit shit. It was a bit depressing. It was clear round one that they weren't there, but it wasn't that bad. First of all, time. first of all, that's really disrespectful that you're giving out your grades prior to our end of season report card review. Great uh, review, Blake. Like Who's you. It's just too soon, man. It's just spoil. That's just a spoiler for Positive for your final I want them to know so they can work on it. All right. Do they know? They no. I'm not going to go anywhere. Uh, yeah. um, um, and and the Reds. Where, where are you at the end of Thorne's tenure? He's what been there six years? Has he? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, Thorne's been there six years. Um, it, it, it was clear that you know he got in there. He, he had a no dickhead policy. He changed the culture of the team. He built a new team around. Around set piece and around Tupo, um, it, it was it looked like it was going to be a different brand of rugby. The Reds, he, he had success in the Super Rugby AU. The bloody whole team was sort of under twenty three. He built his own squad, and then I think we'd all agree that absolutely plateaued. There seemed to be no direction or execution, um, and and the last two years were were a bit of a flop and and fans turned against him. Where do you end up at the end of Thorne's tenure? Uh, the Reds. You know where it sticks out. That he was there. He's talking to me or oh, Richard. Yeah. I just want to follow the rules. Which one are you throwing to, man? I'm trying to you. Buddy. Uh you know what sticks out for me when I think of it is the lack of star player development. I mean, Tupo the star, right? Is he a product of Thorne's developing and coaching? No, probably the Kiwi system. <laughs> <laughs> but no one really came through. I mean, Tate McDermott, is he a star? Could have been. Pattaya could have been. Could have been. No one really. Vunavalu could have been. His became next-level talent like they achieved in their 2011 campaign. And you could say there's a lot about most of the Aussie teams. No one is getting to that top-tier talent like they used to in these systems. When Kurtley Bill came through, it became a star. Always a star, but he had his work to do. 
your Coopers, your Gannias, your O'Connors, your Pococks, all these people who came in through all these systems and achieved their star status. I just didn't see it across the six years. I do have another question to follow up. No doubt you have some comments you might want to say on that, and that's fine. I'll hear them all. But I have a question when you're done. Richard, what do you what do you reckon about Thorne's tenure? I really like Jim's comment about um, I think he got handed a, a, some potential stars there, and I actually it's rare, but I fully agree with with Jim, with McWright, with Tate, with Tupo, with Bataille. They're all still young. They, they could all still become stars, but I don't think they did under Thorne's tenure, and, and they could have. I, I reckon Jim's not too far off the mark there. Um, what do you reckon, Richard? Yeah, no, the, the the team as a whole have completely stagnated, whether it's taking those players from good super rugby players to international players to a high order. Um, he definitely plays a, a key role. But I also need to uh, also say it's not just his responsibility. If you look at all the, the, the fantastic sports teams around the world across multiple codes, uh, they always have in, innovative um, assistant coaches or subject or uh, position-specific players. I think there's been a dearth of high-quality Reds-specific position coaches to support him because uh, Thorne always gave their perception out there that he was a good man motivator. He was someone who was creating a culture, but he never had the depth of knowledge to stretch and challenge. And so, therefore, yes, he has full responsibility because he's the head coach, but I think there's also that lineage, that sense of progression for high-quality coaches at the assistant level and, and under-20s level within Reds. Uh, needs to be in, in, improved as well because um, you're right. There's there's a lack of progress definitely, and, and a lot of talent. Like mm. you even look now, I look at Fluke. Yeah. Kid's fucking superstar. Um, I think he he's he's had, there's so much talent that comes through that Queensland system. Um, half the force from Brumbies are bloody Queenslanders. Same as the Rebels as well. They just can't seem to put it together. I don't know. So what do you think at the end of his tenure, the, the Reds better off for having Thorne? Well, I reckon two years too many. I'm just, yeah. waiting for the, I'm just waiting for the rules. Who are you asking for? Who are you asking, Blake? I just Fuck want to follow rules. the rules. Anarchy, boys. <laughs> well, I'm, like a, I'm like a Nick Berry ruck. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, two years too many is not a bad shout. I, I think with shit like that, who's coming in? Are they making it better or are they making it worse? Yeah, well, there's talk of sort of Totai Kefu, you know, the King Arthur, the, the heart of Queensland, good with the Polynesian boys, you know, hugely respected in Queensland, which is awesome, but I really hope it isn't him. Not that I know anything about his coaching chops, but I really want Queensland to have a, I want him to have an experienced international tactician. The amount of talent that comes through their systems and how yeah. good their club rugby looks, I just want them to have someone who's not learning their coaching craft at Queensland. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's too good of a player pool. You need someone who's who's already there, you know, who's at the international level. Go poach some um, Irish dude or some dude around Dean, that Irish. Some of that shit. Stu Lancaster. Yeah. When he was toted up. My question I wanted to come back to, um, if you don't mind me, is uh, you as a player, put your boots on, you're a player now. Who do you think you would have, and reveal a little bit of your personality here, performed best under? Let me go. That hard nose, no bullshit, no dickhead, Brad Thorne style. That beers with the boys, bus trip, Darren Coleman style. Or that wise guru, you never quite know how he feels about you but there's too much respect there. 
to ever question your loyalty, Steve Larkin style. Uh, I enjoy Coleman the most. I enjoy Coleman the most. I fake an injury under Thorne and don't see the season out. And uh, I probably perform the best under Larkham. That's my answer. Richard? Yeah, it would definitely be, uh, for, for me, it would be, uh, be Larkham. I'd know he'd be very clear with my role, just being in the Brumby system as a whole. I, even if he uh, wasn't clear with, and I wasn't 100% sure how I felt with it due to the his whole persona. I'd be on the bench one week, off at the next. Is it but I'd, I'd know my, I'd know my, but just for the record, for my playing ability, I, I'd be in the car park, not on the bench, mate. I would know that uh, I'd know my role. So it'd definitely be like him. I don't think I would put uh, Thorn, not so much, and DC, uh, yeah, okay, but definitely like him. You, Jim? Well, I just put it down to, <clears throat> you know, my thoughts about fuck it up. When you go to Thorn, you go like, fuck, I don't want to fuck up because I'm terrified of the bloke. Darren called me, oh, fuck, I don't want to fuck up because he's going to pay me out. And Larkham, I fuck, I don't want to fuck up because oh, I just don't want to let him down. Still you know? Larkham, mate. Larkham's the one. That's the style. Hmm. Just kidding, you know. Disclaimer, I know nothing about their styles, mate. Oh, yeah, I know nothing <laughs> about their coaching style. This is based purely off. Did you have a chapter in your book, Jim, about coaching stars? Or, oh, that one was about culture. Maybe the next one's about leadership qualities and coaching philosophies, the next book. Yeah, that's right. Because you can relate it to people you work with and work for. And yeah, you're going to perform best under. Dude, yeah, you're terrified of the larrikin or the wise guru, man. Well, now, now uh, Blake's my boss at work. You know, I'd uh, be interested to see <laughs> which his, one's uh, he. Which one's he? It's definitely not. It's definitely not the. It's definitely not the respect one. So, which one were the other ones? Coleman, the beers. <laughs> yeah, the beers one. The beers one now. So, all right, quick uh, projection on to next week. I think we'll probably we'll go through as quickly. But uh, Crusaders Blues, first of all, obviously, what do you go with, Jim? One what are, word. What are the Crusaders? Twenty nine from twenty nine in home finals. Since the creation of Super Rugby. What's the line on that one, Richard? That's what I want to know, brother. 4.5. Um, so you answer your own questions now, Jim. Is that how it works? Well, there's no rules anymore. It's a new oh, game. sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Um, look, I'm going to go Crusaders because I don't think the Blues – a bit of a flash-in-a-pan performance from them against a shit-tars team. Did you not get the one-word um, answer, Jim? Come on, follow the rules, man. Crusaders, and I'm on the line too. I reckon it's more than five. Like, yeah, look, you can't bet against the Crusaders in a final. No, Crusaders, it is. They're winning and then, the comp. Yeah. Of course, they're winning the comp. And then the Saturday night game, 5 05 from Hamilton, Chiefs versus Brumbies. Uh, I don't want the, uh, the heart answer, I want the head answer. No, we yeah. already said that, Chase. Yeah, by how yeah. many? I want to make you say it. You're, you're a dick. Uh, it'll be tight they'll score five minutes before half time Brumbies will give away a card around the 50 just give me an answer man wheels will fall off and the Brumbies will lose by 14 14 wow Jim you don't have to give her number mate I just wanted Blake to you don't have to mate it's all right. (laughs) I've got more heartache more heartache than that I reckon by the 60th it's still winnable yeah, that'll hurt, wouldn't it? It's still winnable, whether they're in front or they're seven behind. You know, they're still within a score or just, a bit, maybe. Do you know what would really hurt is if you if you go over in the last minute and you know you got it down and just just not given. That's mm. right. It'd be tough. 
<laughs> some hand, some fake hand that's not on camera gets underneath a ball or something. Yeah, just some big hand. Yeah, absolutely. All right, boys. Uh, good to chat. Uh, it's been a while, as we said at the beginning. Uh, looking forward to this weekend's games. And uh, yeah, we'll do a, a big wrap up next week, pre uh, pre the final. Yeah, it's great. It's great to be back, fellas. Well, um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm off to bed to sleep in two hour increments. Absolutely. Gonna be crackers. All right. Yeah. See you, boys. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah.